you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Welcome to NFL Total Access, the locker room. I'm Michael Robinson. Today, we've got Sean Lights Out Merriman on the show. We've talked about everything from the moment he realized the greatness of Ladanian L.T. Tomlinson to a story about Philip Rivers that you've never heard before and a rookie dinner that he will never forget, especially the price tag of it. We also put the former Charger and Bill's linebacker on the hot seat and asked them, who you got, Justin Herbert or Josh Allen? And guys, I want to welcome to the show one of the best pass rushers of at least my generation in the National Football League, Sean Lights Out Merriman. What's going on, big dog? What's up, my man? How you doing? I can't call it, man. I can't call it. So, so check this out, Sean. We start every podcast with a locker room story, right? And, I, you know, I, I kind of want to hear about a, a story that I've heard out there in the ether a little bit about this rookie dinner you had, your rookie year. I heard they got in your pockets, man. Please bless the podcast with this story, big dog. They, they did, man. It, it, was, uh, it was a bad day for me. I'll say that. <laughs> you know, so, you know, you come in. First of all, I held out. I think that's okay. a lot of that started, right? You're holding out as a rookie and, and yeah. you know, you just portrayed a certain way. Oh, this guy, who this guy think he is? And it was, it was over a contract dispute. So mm-hmm. um, I came in and I saw, you know, Phillip Rivers saying, you know, certainly the guy needs to be here. So I already knew it was, it was, you know, a little bit of static before I got in the locker room, right? <laughs> Yeah. Um, and I got there and a uh, long time ago, uh, uh, Junior Seau had implemented this rookie dinner. Right. So if you were the uh, if you were the first round draft pick that you were to take out all the veterans. Now, if if you're four years and up, you are considered oh, you consider was a it, veteran. I was about to that's say, right. was it, considered a veteran. Was it four? Was it four? What was the thing? Four, four years or four games? What was that? The, no, it was a three years, three games. That's right. Okay, yep. so if you were if you were above that, then you were considered a vet. So I had to take out all the vets. <laughs> and mind you, I, you know, we I got you know money coming out, but I didn't understand like yep. what what money was. Like you know, taxes just started hitting for the first time, and <laughs> like so you, you're still trying to figure everything out. And we go to this restaurant called Papa Moose Grill in uh, Del Mar, really upscale restaurant, and. And everybody came, you know, Drew Brees there and everybody, you know, kind of drinking and having a good time. And I'm having I'm having a good time, too. You know, I've I've had some expensive dinners before. I knew this was going to be a little bit more expensive, but I didn't think it was going to be, you know, crazy. Right. So and I'm sitting there and Drew Brees ordered these um, these bottles of wine. Now, I don't. Man, I'm thinking like bottles of wine are like 50 bucks, you know, 100 bucks, something like that. I don't, yeah, back back from the DMV where we from, big right, dog. Right, yeah. <laughs> right. You know, so like it's wine, right? It's not like I knew the, the, the big alcohols and stuff and, you know, they the cost a lot of money, but I didn't think wine. So turn out this $1,000 bottle of wine. I got no idea. Drew Brees orders two of them, right? Oh, my goodness. So I, I'm sitting there. Then uh, they bring out these, these uh, another bottle or something and um, brown gold top and I'm sitting there they gave me a, a shot of it so I'm like damn this is this is good we've run through that whole uh bottle man and I, I say let's get another one let's you know I like it, it tastes good to me you wanted so, another bottle not thinking that you're paying for this 
Right. No, I'm, I know I'm paying for it, but it's it's a bottle of alcohol. I'm not thinking nothing of it. Turn out this you. bottle of alcohol was named Louis the Thirteenth. Oh, right. So goodness. I don't, you know, um, I don't know. what <laughs> Man, I don't know what none of this stuff. I have no idea. I've never drank no Louis the Thirteenth before in my life. Right. Yeah. Three bottles of that. Right. So we're sitting there having a good time. Jamal Williams, bar D tackles down. They got two, three big plates in front of them. Everybody's smiling, having a good time. So at the end of the night, the owner of the restaurant comes and he taps me in the shoulder and say, um, I say, hey, man, man, bring me the bill. You know, I am had a couple drinks. I'm feeling good. I had a good time. My teammates, hey, bring me the bill. He said, no, you want to, you might want to come and see me in the back for this one, right? <laughs> so I said, man, come on. I just, just bring me the bill. It's not, a, you know, not a big, he said, Sean, you, you want to come and see me in the back. So they took me in the back by the kitchen and they, they brought out the receipt and this thing folded down and almost dropped to my feet, right? Oh my goodness, dog. So I'm, I'm lifting it up, lifting it up, lifting it up. And the bottom, it was $32,000 and 2220 over $32,000. $32,000, $32,000. $32, and you ever, you ever get shocked and you, you like lose that split second in your yeah. knees when you feel like you're going to collapse for a minute? <laughs> So I kind of like felt myself falling back up against the wall. I thought I was going to pass it, man. This is nuts, right? Yeah. Stick to my stomach. And <laughs> I go back out and which was, which was kind of cool. I, I went from like being really pissed off, which was kind of cool because LT had kind of, he stood up on the seat in front of everybody and was explaining to him, like, even though we went to this rookie dinner and all the other stuff, we need this guy. We're going to need him to come in. He's going to be a big, big part of this team. And so that part was cool, but man, I didn't talk to those guys on a normal basis for a week. I couldn't even, I couldn't say nothing to. Them. I walked past Gates for like three times, like from Monday through Wednesday. I couldn't You're do pissed it. Pissed off, dog. I was Ain't pissed. With, ain't nothing wrong with. That. I think my rookie dinner. I think I spent like seventeen racks, but thirty-two, big dog. You doubled mine, man. I, thirty-two. I, I can't even imagine, dog. I can't even imagine how you felt or any of that. But you, you talk. You said something there. You said LT was talking to the team and, you know, the guys that were there, it was basically telling them how much they needed you. How'd you feel about that? I know you said it kind of, it kind of lessened the blow from the bill, but to have a, everybody knew a future hall of famer, like to have a guy like that speak like that about you, what level of legitimate, you know, le- legitimization or what level of confidence did that give you going into your rookie year? I felt good about it, man, because when I walked in the locker room, you got Phillip Rivers there, LT, Lorenzo Neal, Big Jamal, all these guys has been in the league. Randall Godfrey, Donnie Edwards, um, Keenan McCardell. You can just go on and on the guys that um that you know became legends of, of this game. And so you always look up to them coming in. You remind you, I was still, I think I just turned 21. I may still have been 20 around that time. So I'm really like, you know, like a deer in headlights looking around at everybody and to see, you know, like LT and some of these guys look at me that way as a 20, 20 year old kid walking into the locker room and y'all, you know, you guys gonna need me like yeah. really. So uh, that, and you know, that was cool. Was it a time in practice or something? Maybe your rookie year, maybe those first couple of years being with LT. Was it ever a, a time where you like, damn man, that's greatness, man. Because, you know, I had that moment. He's my teammate now here at NFL network. And I had that moment, you know, kind of when he had his hall of fame speech, like, man, the depth he went into, you know, stuff like that. Like, that's a great man. Was there a moment right. like that for you early on? Well, I can tell you the moment I messed up, you know, <laughs> bad. And uh, 
So we had this thing, Marty Schottenheimer put this, implemented this thing where, you know, you you make somebody fumble, swipe the ball, you take it from them, whatever, then you get like 100, 150 bucks or a couple hundred bucks, whatever, per fumble in practice. Somebody put the ball on the ground, they got to pay, right? Yeah. So I went in, and mind you, I'm, I'm rookie, you know, I'm just flying around like a chicken with my head cut off. I, I want to hit everybody, hit everything. I, everything moving, I just want to hit. That's all I wanted to do. And I go in and I try to tomahawk swipe the ball from LT and I basically tackled him to the ground hard. Oh, Boom. Can't do that. And <laughs> when I tell you, you can hear a pin drop. It was, and at the time, you young and dumb. You know, you young and dumb. You're not thinking of nothing like this. You're like, hey, that's just, you know, that's just whoever. That's another guy that I'm trying to get yeah. this $150 from. Even I looked at LT, you know, as LT, but during practice, I'm like, I'm trying to get this damn ball. Yeah. I didn't mean to tackle him. I just swipe hard at the ball that I ended up tackling to the ground. You could hear a pin drop. So the coaches took me back to uh, after practice and they put me in the linebacker room and they circled me up. Wade, all these guys, everybody circled me up. And Marty Schottenheimer, they said, Sean, listen, we, we love the way you play. Keep playing like that, but do not hit LT. Right. So mm-hmm. this is when I found out that I was in the NFL. I said, Coach, why? I mean, he, you know, I, you said we practice hard, we play, and all this other stuff. He said, Sean, he feed our kids. Mm. That's what they told me. He said, he basically feeds our kids. Whoa. And so at that point, I said, okay, you're right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It clicked. It hit right there on the spot. Um, but that was like a, a moment for me, man, was like, you know, and LT wasn't – he didn't make it – he didn't care. Yeah. You know, he yeah. wasn't like he was complaining or anything like that. Player. but. I, I definitely at that point in time, I knew that like, OK, I'm touching greatness over here. So uh, it was it was fun for all those years after that to get a chance to watch that in person. Yeah, dog. Great dude. I mean, great player, but even better person, man. That's yep. what I love about LT. Now, you play with another great and Philip Rivers. You know what I'm saying? Who I think he is the greatest quarterback trash talker of all time. Like, oh, I love it. Sure. I love it, man. Is there anything else special about Philip, man? Does he got any, you know, anything, any other little stories you got about Philip? Does he, you know, does he do anything? Does he sing, play an instrument, anything like that? Philip a rap. What are you lying, listen, dog? Listen, so we, we had, up, I swear you to look, it, bro. I swear to God, every, so Philip, I like sometimes when I see him and he's trash talking and stuff. And I used to hate Philip. When, so I yeah. played him in college when I was at the University of Maryland. He was at NC State. I couldn't stand his guts. I, I hate him. And you know, a film you you can never hear what the commentators hear because it's silent, right? So when you watch a film, but you would always hit, see his head jerking back and forth at other guys. So you knew he was talking. He'd be like, yeah. "When I see this dude, I'm gonna smash him, right? I'm gonna get him." <laughs> um, but you know, being his teammate, you realize that that was coming from a place of competitiveness and like. He wasn't even mad, wasn't cursing, wasn't doing anything. It was just how he was. And you begin to appreciate it, his competitiveness. And he would pick up or he would watch everything you do and then spit it back out to you. Like, you know, like a 10 year old, right? You can't curse around a 10 year old, can't do it because he would pick up on. So whatever the hottest radio song was on those playing in the locker room. And if it was one of those, um, you know, the the normal radio, whatever the hot one was, he would pick up on all the verses and we'll start rapping to him, right? Yeah, so yeah. we would be in the linebacker meeting rooms, right, or the defensive yeah. meeting rooms, and we would we'd be in a team meeting rooms. He would come down the hallway rapping, and when I tell you, everybody just burst out in tears because we just <laughs> he was just like that man where he um he would just pick up on anything going on around. 
I call that leadership, Sean. That, that's a guy that knows he has to he has to relate to everybody in the locker room. That's leadership, man. And, and you had a you had a couple of great ones um, in your career in the National Football League. Now, lights out, dog. I mean, you know, I I've I played in the league. I've played against you. Uh, yeah, you you the guy in the running back meeting room. We circle like, dog. Make sure the offensive lineman block this dude. Make sure we're never on this guy. You know what I'm saying? Where did light where did where, where did lights out come from? Where did the nickname come from? Man, so um, yeah, as you know from the area, I grew up in Prince George's yeah. County, um, and so I went to Frederick Douglass High School in Upper Marlboro. And so my sophomore year, I ended up knocking these four kids out of one game. You know, like what? yeah, a couple of two of them went out with like you know head injuries and stuff. Mm-hmm. Another guy collarbone broken, he left the game. So you know, I put out these uh, these four guys in one game. So I had these students, all the students, come up to me, hyping me up after the game. Oh, you knocked these guys' lights out. And I was like, yeah, you know what? Call me lights out. And that name stuck. It was crazy. So I went to school Monday. I'm walking. I got my book bag on and everybody walking around like, yo, lights that quick. Right. It was no social media, <laughs> like no nothing. Right. Um, yeah. And everybody quickly started calling me lights out. So I, I begged my mom a few weeks later to let me go get a light switch on my right forearm. I said, mom, we. Everybody called me lights. This is going to be a thing. Like, people going to call yeah. me lights from now on. I'm 16 years old. Like, I don't know nothing about me. <laughs> Everybody called me lights from now on. And um, she said, all right, cool. So she took me to get a light switch. So that's where the dance came from because I would pretend to, oh, to flick the, the light switch on and off. But, yeah, my mom took me to get a um, to get the light switch, man. And that, that name just stuck with me. That's so dope, Sean. Like you, you, you tied the the name into your sack dance and everything. You had a whole brand related to it, man. Like that's, come on, man. That, that's ingenious. That, that's really ingenious. So I, right, I, I hear all the time about you know, you, I see you hit hitting people hard and stuff like that. But what's about the hardest hit you ever took? Now I know I've seen that MJD hit. Oh you yeah, man. But that you know what that he wasn't you though. He caught you. You, you didn't think so- he was gonna do that. No, no, no. So I'll tell you what happened. Um, and people people forgetting who was in front of him, who was blocking for him. Oh, Greg Jones. Yes, he was. So when we're going, when we're and it's not an excuse or nothing like yeah. that, but I, I'm going to tell people about Greg Jones because he kind of always because he had the injuries and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. He always kind of slipped by the wayside. But if you've seen Greg Jones in person, this 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 he's the real deal. Like he ain't physically, he's bad. He's the most physically gifted, <laughs> probably fullback, running back. What, when he played running back, when I played him against him at Florida State, but mm-hmm. you know, he had injuries and stuff, and they moved him to fullback. But this dude, I was bracing for Greg Jones. That's who I was getting ready for. So they come, he bluffs me and keep going out. And next thing I know, it, you know, Maurice is right behind him. Boom. <laughs> and so it was like a firecracker because I was looking over him at that point. And it was like a firecracker that lit under my I didn't know what happened. Like you ever just seen a bomb explode? Yeah. You're looking around like, what yeah. happened? And next thing you know, I'm sitting on my butt. Right. And and I'm getting up, not thinking that's a big deal. I'm like, okay, cool. I got knocked on my butt. It's happening. This happened in football. It's, people get knocked down. After the game, I get home and I'm turning on the all the highlights and I'm on them. Everyone, every channel. They show it. Every channel. And I'm sitting there like, hold, hold on. I was like, yeah, hold on. This is a regular get put on your butt play. Like you you play long enough, somebody gonna somebody gonna get you. Absolutely. And so I didn't think it was a big deal. And man, I'm talking about like every like, you know, we we not cut from the cloth where people not like our boys gonna fry us more than you know our family friends. Like you if you got real family or friends, 
they gonna they gonna be on you more than like a, a yeah. fan would, right? Yeah. So I got my uncles, my cousins, my boys are there. Yeah, he got you, you know. Yeah. So, but I didn't think it was a big deal, man. But man, I, I wouldn't even say that one. I would say Lorenzo Neal, man. Oh, um, yeah, dog. Lorenzo Neal, my like my first practice uh, was probably the hardest hit I've taken from somebody. And really? like just in in general, because the first we went in these one on one drills, and I knocked mm-hmm. him on his butt. Like, and the crowd went crazy, and yeah. you know, I'm like, yeah, I got, you know, I didn't think that was Lorenzo Neal on my head, same <laughs> as LT. <laughs> Big mistake that I made, right? Because the next time we did one on one, I mean, he stood me up like Statue of Liberty, Liberty in my face and my fingernails. I had the blood, you know, you had that itching feeling on yeah. your ears. I said, man, this is it. We had to, and we started calling it the uh, brother-in-law after. We couldn't, Absolutely. like, in practice. Wink, wink, wink at each other before the play. Yeah. We, we on the same page, man. We're not doing this no more. Somebody's not going to make it to the game, right? Yeah. Uh, but that was that was a, probably the hardest that I've been hit. I mean, Maurice looked for worse. Yeah. But the hardest I've been hit, man, was probably Lorenzo Neal in practice. Yeah, man, same for me, man. I played fullback in this league going up against Cam Chancellor, dog. Ever so often, we had to look at each other like, okay, dog, I'm the only fullback on the roster. Let's talk about this before this 9-on-7 drill. Right. And, and then we, we'll get it going. But a couple of weeks ago, uh, Sean, we had we had Shady on, uh, LaShawn McCoy. He talked about how he left Philly and he arrived in Buffalo and it was a culture shock to him at first. It got cold on him. Talk to us about, you know, your arrival at Buffalo and kind of, you know, whether it was a culture shock or whatever the case may be, kind of your, you know, your story of getting the getting the Buffalo. I, I didn't want to go. I didn't want to go, man. No, I didn't want to go. Why? I was, um, we, we played, we played the Raiders. Um, we played the Raiders and then they called me up to the next day in the office and they told me that they were going to waive me. Right. And mm-hmm. I said, you know, I understand I was injured, been injured on and off for like the last two years. I knew it was coming, just didn't know when. Mm-hmm. And so they waived me. Um, just so happened the general manager, Buddy Nix was uh was there was with the GM in Buffalo. He was like the second or third in command with the Chargers. He was ba- uh-huh. Buddy Nix the basically the one that really drafted me. He he's uh-huh. the one that got me to with the Chargers in the first place. Um and so Buddy called me. He said, Sean, uh we, we need your leadership out here and we want you out here and uh we are gonna put in your contract because when you get waived, you know, yeah. the worst the worst record team gets the opportunity at your contract first. I said, Buddy, you know, I love you. I got no no thing, nothing against the city of Buffalo. I don't even care if it's cold. I said, you guys are 0-7 right now, 06, 0-6, 0-7. Um, you're not going to the playoffs. I said, if you guys let me go to somewhere where I have an opportunity to play deep in the playoffs and play on a winning team and stuff like that. If you if you want to see me after the season, my contract up, I'll come and see you. I'll fly in to see you, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, he said, I get it. I understand, but we still want you out here now. I said, buddy. No, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> I said, I'm banged up. I'm injured. I'm old. Right. I'm like, all yeah. I didn't, I didn't want to go. Right. Wow. And I got off the phone and he called me back probably 30 minutes to an hour later and said, hey, we, we put in your contract. You come to Buffalo. I said, buddy, I ain't coming. I said, buddy, you, I ain't coming. You denied him. Like, bro, this ain't yeah. happening. I said, it didn't matter. I'm not coming. He said, well, you know, it's uh, I think of fifteen or $20,000 a day you don't show up. I said, all right, we'll send that plane on Thursday. I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> you started seeing that bill pile up. Like, oh, no. I, ain't, I ain't writing you no check. No, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, no, for sure. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 
37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit because both of your former teams, man, you talk about the quarterback position. They got two of the front runners for MVP and Josh Allen in Buffalo and Justin Herbert um, with the Chargers. If you had to pick one, start your franchise with, which one would it be? I'm going to go with Herbie. Um, I I think it's – Josh Allen is tough, right? He's tough. He's great. It's almost like he's um he's built for that organization in that city. Like I don't think Herbert Herbert would have fit well out there, even though he's I think he's a more talented mm-hmm. quarterback as far as what he can do, right? I don't think he would have fit well. Josh Allen, his personality, his grit, the way he plays the game, it fits so well with that organization, that fan base, man. Because something about Buffalo, one thing about them. They will love you to the end of the earth. It's, there's no better fan base than in all of sports, in my opinion, like Buffalo. Um, when I got out there and I'm, I'm on one leg, peg leg, Achilles, you know, this, and I can't play and I'm hobbling around the field. They support, you know, they like I was still playing at my highest level, right? Mm-hmm. The second, third string guy get love out there. It didn't matter. They love your bill, your love. So I think for that city, Josh Allen is perfect for that. Um, well, Herbert, you're talking about somebody is just a um, – he got so many different facets of his game, whether mm-hmm. it's throwing a ball, this dude, he walking around and he's six, 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 seven. You're looking at him like, oh, you know, crap. Yeah. And then you see him running the ball and he's running, you know, like somebody that's five, six, two, 200 pounds, mm-hmm. lowering his shoulder, take big hits and get up. A couple of them hits, man, I look at him like, oh, man, you dude, stop. You know, you got you, you to be here the next 10 plus years. <laughs> and – He's just tough, man. So I think his mechanics, everything about him, in my opinion, is a better quarterback than than uh, Josh Allen. But as far as the city, man, it's, there's no other quarterback in the National League that fits better in that organization than Josh Allen. I agree with you, man. His the the, the grit, the the way that he plays, his attitude, all of that. I think um, Josh Allen definitely fits the city. And I think Justin Herbert fits Los Angeles as well, man. So they're doing big things. You are as well. Um, tell us what you're working on right now. You're always a guy I follow on social media, man. You're always, whether it's from the Lights Out brand, the MMA, what you working on right now, man, because you're definitely one of the top entrepreneurs out there. Yeah, we got um, we got our fight coming up for Lights Out Extreme Fighting. You can see the sign in the back. Um, Lights Out Extreme Fighting. We're on football, on football sports now. Um, you know, we're, we're top five most watched uh, sport, and they got some great soccer and some great programming on this. So that was big. Our last fight got... 209,000 viewers and, and it's wow. going up. Um, so we're excited about that. But we got a fight coming up October 30th in LA at the Burbank Marriott. Uh, and then sometime in November, I think November 19th or so, we'll be here. I mean, I'm in Las Vegas now at the Resort mm-hmm. World uh, Casino, which is a new $4.3 billion mega monster that's, that's being, that was built out here. Um, this hotel is fantastic, it's a casino. So that's pretty much it, man. You know, I just, you know, I've been around MMA for like the last 16 years of my life and kind of training mm-hmm. with guys and, and getting ready and just kind of staying in shape. I, I actually, you know, I'm, I'm working on transitioning a lot of former guys. I think that when we get done, we still want to compete in something, but we, you know, we can't go and play pickup football nowhere. And some of these guys get done early and don't have another opportunity to go and play somewhere else to do something else, but they physically fit and go. Um, so I, I transition a lot of these guys into, um, into life's out extreme fighting and in the works of it. So when you go start that pro career of yours, man, and fighting, dog, is it coming? I mean, what? I mean, man, come on, you know, I, I, I wish, man, <laughs> I, I wish. 
But, you know, it's one thing, man, you can't play fighting, right? So I train with these guys, like to stay in shape. But um, they're, they're like real monsters and gladiators in this sport that's doing this twice a day, six, seven days a week. And unless you plan on doing that, I say, I say, stay away from it, man. Don't, you know, it's not one of these things you go, Hey, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go test it out. You know, that test out, <laughs> it won't work well, man. We've seen some athletes not, not do so well recently in, in a fight game. So yeah, they, they wanted to go and play around with it. It's not nothing to play around with. Definitely not nothing to play around with, but Sean, man, I'm proud of you, bro. Proud to see what you're doing. Proud to see a guy that came out in the 2005, 2000, you know, that around that area that's still doing it. You're still relevant, man. Um, you're, you're a marketing genius. I can really say that, man. I, again, I follow you. I see everything you do. Thanks for stopping by. That'll do it for this week's episode of Total Access to Locker Room. For more insight with the Locker Room point of view, check out the latest episodes every Wednesday and Friday on Apple and Spotify. And join us on Total Access weeknights at 7 p.m. on NFL Network. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.